Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you don't like racing, well, what's up with Hi folks out there and you're very welcome to the Irish Examiner podcast with a bit of a difference for me anyway. <laughs> this week it's uh, our Cheltenham podcast, uh, normally here talking hurling with Mark Landers or TJ Ryan or somebody like that on a Monday morning. But uh, I suppose with the week that's in it, we're delighted to be here. Lovely new studio here in uh, in the Irish Examiner building here uh, on Assumption Road as well, which is a real treat. We've been down in the, the box room with Larry. Larry has his own desk now and screens and everything around him. But to be l- delighted to be de- joined, I suppose, uh, from right to left by our own correspondent here, uh, Tommy Lyons. Uh, Tommy will be giving you all his uh, knowledge all week and uh, picking the winners for you, no doubt. Delighted that Pat Healy is sitting opposite me of Listol fame and of uh, photography fame from every race meeting in Ireland and Pat we're delighted you can join us uh, after Mark Walsh and what was the name of the horse he was riding? It took us at least in Chatham they keep you a safe distance away from Tried, us. tried to kill you in Navin in November. It's good, really, after, it's good to be here today, Lord. Thanks for having you me. You're, you're more than welcome, Pat. Yeah, yeah. You, you probably have the best view of all, but I mean, that just to see that incident today, there today, like, it's just amazing. Uh, why you didn't become a jockey, I think, you know, because <laughs> that was some belt. No, I wouldn't have never had the bottle to be a jockey, never. Tell you never. After that one, but you didn't see that one coming, broke, I suppose, broke, really. Broke golden rule. Yeah, and that's broke golden rule. What's that, Ruby? You're carried away in an ambulance, nothing wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, that gives away our our. our I'm glad tur- to see Ruby's in form. Typical Ruby, no no uh, no sympathy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're going to use the ambulance. Yeah. Make sure you're required it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the non bullshit. Exactly. Uh, uh, one of the Walsh Walsh family, Ruby, is here with us today as well. As you've copped at this stage, uh, the king of Cheltenham, I suppose, fifty nine times. Uh, you brought him up the hill there, Rubes. Uh, Eleven times champion. It's fantastic to have you here. It's a privilege for me as well. Big fan for a long time and, and delighted. The last time I met you, Ruby, was 14 years ago, St. Patrick's Day, in the shit pit. In Cheltenham. Will you explain where the shit pit is for the people? Pit is the, it's the back paddock in Cheltenham. And the first four in Cheltenham obviously come back down into the parade ring, but all the others, all the also rans go to the unsaddling paddock, which is at the back of the way room. It's Rich Ritchie. Uh, dubbed the shit pit when he was standing there one year for the fifth time he wasn't very happy to be standing in it and he christened it the shit pit but um, look it, it's most of the race courses use the prayer ring Cheltenham have a separate enclosure for it but there's lots of sad faces in that paddock most of the time you come back into people there no one's happy to be in it well there was three of us I think I think the lads were outside uh, it was Peter Garvey the late great Peter Garvey of the Sunny Bank in Dublin uh, owned the horse Mr. Height but he gave myself and the, the great father Harry Bowen 
a kind of a quasi share in the horse, and he was he went off four to one, second favourite to Detroit City for the for the triumph. Um, but uh, unfortunately, he didn't he didn't give his run on the day. Great tendency, Dale, to block those bad days out of, <laughs> out, out of my memory. They never happened. <laughs> when it was your only time inside the ring in Cheltenham uh, in your life, you remember them. <laughs> and beforehand, we were full of. I, I wouldn't like to t- tell you the envelope of money that Peter gave me to go off and have on. And I said, give me one of the eldest boys there with me because I was afraid if I walked up to anybody else, we had to divide us between his eldest son, Peter, and myself. <laughs> we got it on. But like the guest thing about that was, money-wise, I had him backed because I think you indicated, and David Casey indicated to me another day, I think around uh, New Year's Eve, he won at Punchestown that he'd be going for the triumph. That yeah. was going to be his target. So he was 33s and 25s and any few quid I had on. I wasn't backing him at nine to two or four to one anyway. That's for sure. But uh, you were in the know. You got on good and early. Well, I said that's where he's going. I must, you know, not not to be farking out by my drinking money for the week over there. But uh, yeah, as guest, not to me until until this day. Um, I suppose lads, there's no point um, not talking about it without talking about coronavirus. Hopefully, I suppose. Um, we go ahead at this stage anyway, and 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 hopefully well, we, we can make the point there. Though. People say you got to think of your responsibilities. How many people go through Dublin Airport every day? How many people are coming in now to Heathrow the on the London. tube everywhere? Like you're talking about sporting events, they're the tip of the iceberg. If you're talking about gatherings of people just going about their daily lives. Yeah, but even the people who are going to get to Cheltenham, they're going to be going through airports, through train stations, on buses, in taxis. You know, there's, it, it's they're, just... They're doing it yeah. going to work every day. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. Well, can you imagine, can I'll you imagine, Rube? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to talk to you about this anyway, but you obviously won't be riding there this year, but you imagine riding a winner to an empty Cheltenham. I'll tell you one thing, Anthony, it'll be a hell of a lot better than what happened in 2001. And it never took part mode, and yeah. was never replaced. So someone said that to me the other day, there'd be no kick or excitement in it. Trust me, it'd be of a serious financial benefit to be standing above in Cheltenham riding the winner, whether there's no one in the stand or a hundred thousand there, you're getting paid the same money. But when it's called when off it's a foot and mouth, no one got a razoo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it won't be hundreds and maybe a thousand, a couple of thousand coming down to greet you. No, that won't be the same like it won't be yet. the same thing, but the lesser of two evils to me. <laughs> is the behind closed door scenario? Yeah, same for you, Anthony. Would you would you love to win an All Ireland medal? But if there was if 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 there was no one allowed in the stadium and the match was played and you got your Celtic cross, well, you, probably, you know what I mean. Probably if I if I came from a county like you, Pat, that has twenty <laughs> something of them, uh, thirty something, thirty seven, thirty seven of them, one for every county yeah, in Ireland. You'd probably yeah. take that, and it's a bit like Ruby. But if it's my, this is my first one, uh, like in ninety five, <laughs> yeah. we're coming out, showing my age yeah, now, yeah. coming out waving in, in August. Um, I'll tell you, we'd nearly have needed a crowd, I think. <laughs> or else everyone would have said she didn't win a real one at all. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> it was like the first couple of backdoor All-Irlands. Might be Mayo's chance. Might be Mayo's chance. Oh, sorry, all Mayo listeners out there. <laughs> well, guys, you know, there's so much of it, like, and we, we'll talk a bit about the crack we had over there. I, I went every year for about nine years and I wasn't there now in about nine years either I suppose uh, financial and economic uh, circumstances changed for a lot of us around the time of the crash and uh, I haven't got around to breaking it to the wife yet that I'm going back for a year but soon <laughs> if you're listening Eilish soon it's coming <laughs> there's, there's plans being made for next year already. you can't find me Monday Eilish you know where I am <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that could be Monday I'd actually I tell you we beat Waterford one year 
uh, in the National League. I was clear manager, and on we, it was our last match, and it kept us out of relegation. And that time, of course, the league there was a bigger gap to the championship because we're the old system. We probably weren't playing till the first week in June, and. Um, coming home in the bus and this aforementioned Father Harry Peter Garvey's friend as well I said to him up the front of the bus I might go to Cheltenham tomorrow you know? <laughs> and literally rang a travel agent buddy of mine in Ennis and I said could you get me into England somewhere tomorrow and got me into London on the Monday and took off for the week I'll tell you yeah. the good times the Celtic Tiger was rocking and rolling <laughs> at the time I tell you it was great and you know what on, on that like you know Peter Peter had a few Lucky with horses with Willie, I suppose. He had J.O., he had Keevney, Mr. Height was the superstar one. We were all, you know, and he got injured then and got him back for the Punchestone. That, that big, big expensive uh, handicap at the end of Punchestone. He ran a cracker in that nearly off top weight the following year to be toured. And I remember saying to Willie, we've the horse back, Willie, have we? And he said, we will know in the morning, Dale. He said, and I, you know, as it turned out, that was his last run. But ironically, then that was two six. You knew in the morning. <laughs> I know. I knew in the morning. I didn't know it about lunchtime. But uh, like ironically, then the following year, Peter had a, a white horse, a grey horse, Ebzion, who was fifty to one, and I don't think we went out as was our way at the time to watch the races. The Mandarin Bar overlooking the, the winners enclosure was was the easier option, and and. Uh, not even a fiver each way on him and up the hill and you were coming behind him on Granite Jack I presume you could have rode him if you wanted but uh, I rode the 5 to 2 shot instead of the 50 to 1 shot I know I know and there you go it's a decision to make but, you, but right, I yeah. nearly had to rally the troops Ruby to go out and cheer Peter Garvey's winner home <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what people say they're like oh to ride the winner in Cheltenham and the roar and the reception it is once people have backed it and you'll get a reception regardless because there's a sporting crowd but the difference in a, in a reception to one that's been backed and a horse that's just won is incredible and you must see it Pat you're always at the top of the track you can t- the, the, the noise off the crowd and it depends and even if you've ridden a horse that's finished nowhere you, you might know what's won you'll know by the noise of the atmosphere whether it was fancied or not fancied and I remember a story Starmer Norman I was, he, Starmer Norman won the Gold Cup in 95 on Master Oats and he, he got a great reception coming back in. And then the following year was Imperial Call and Connor the Wire. Mm. And that was that reception that Imperial Call and Connor got and Fergie Sutherland got was just unbelievable. It was literally hairs on the back of your neck stuff. I was my first child. I was in, I was in the crowd watching. That's it. right. And the yeah. climb up on the back of a makeshift stand to even see it. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And, and we were driving home that night back to Norman's house after. And he said, you know what? He said, I won the Gold Cup last year. But it may just have been a race around Sedgefield, he said. Because the reception that man got yeah. today, the Conor yeah. got, it was just a different gravy. And like Ruby's right, they are, they, the Paddies, they do cheer in the, the Irish winners if they back them. Yeah, It's a mild clap if it's an Irish winner, yeah. But if it, they, they talk through their pockets in Cheltenham. Yeah, I remember my, my first year going, um, I think it was around 99, was... Um, you know, fella saying to me, Do mind your sentimental betting now? Of course it is all it has all changed now with the with the Irish nearly dominated most years at least breaking even, but that was that was a big bit of advice I got from a fella down in Cork Airport flying flying to Bristol. Um I think I think it was Pat Keane of, of, of this parish at the time. Uh <laughs> to mind your sentimental betting. <laughs> he was right uh, at the time, but right, it didn't yeah. have swing. I mean I can remember being there in ninety six, like Imperial Car was one of four. Comanche Court won the following year in 97 he was one of four as well yeah. Istabrak and uh, a couple of others but like to where it's gotten, gotten to is phenomenal and to think like that Irish racing could get to the point they got to 
Now, the sustainability of that is probably the question. Mm. And when you look even into this week, it was interesting. I was on a, a preview night the other night on the radio and Robert Power was fairly adamant and he's the one guy riding on both sides of the sea and riding in, in the races and is a good, a good Barry Garrett to be the other one to equate the form. But Robert was adamant outside of Envoy Allen. The English novice hurdlers were better. Bet better. And that's the first... That could be a worrying sign because... Handicaps are fine, but if you can't clock up the the novice races, they're the easy pickings. And mm. if Ireland aren't going to win them, it could swing very much back the other mm. way. Even Willie's not as strong; was never as weak in, in the last few years, anyway. Less in, in the novice hurdle. I suppose like last year we had a classical dream one, but yeah, look, you've Asterian Falange and the big getaway and uh, Monkfish. You know they're they're three fair horses, but it's only three, and mm. you could probably do it. Five or six of them <laughs> going. And it's gas, and that is that is like the way you're talking. There is that's the level that it has got to. Yeah. That's how high the bar is, and we are living through a special era in in, in racing because it won't always. You guarantee it won't always be ten winners or twelve winners. It will come back down to four winners a year because the wheel always goes around. Yeah, but like Gordon was talking the other day, and he was saying that if he if before they done the final piece of work all the horses he had ready to go at that stage he had a 50 to 55 runners mm-hmm. like, and it, it, it does take a little bit away from the fact that you know the reception they're going to get of course if he does but like if you're going to have that many runners we're going to have a lot of winners but is it that the horses are going to disappear because you, you I, I think that all changed Tommy <coughs> with the way a horse were transported like when I went with Comanche Court in 97 he mm-hmm. flew like travelling them on the boat wasn't as easy to getting them across into the UK wasn't as quick and then people changed it to going on the boat and it became far more affordable when you were flying a horse a horse is half a pallet on an airplane it's a pretty penny to put a horse on an airplane yeah. so that's why horses with, with a small chance didn't go you either had to fancy it or you didn't go and that changed with trainers on their own trucks load them on the boat splitting the cost in 10 and it became more Viable, I suppose. Bigger trucks as well. Bigger trucks. Yeah, so yeah. it became more viable to send for Gordon to send maybe forty five or fifty for Willie to do the same. But realistically, if they all run out of screen out of their skin, Willie and Gordon send a hundred between them. Only twenty eight can win. Mm-hmm. That's still a hell of a lot of losers. Yeah. That's if they win every race between them. There was, there was a time back at the first time I was in Shell, it was nineteen ninety nine and I I can't remember was it like a butterfly might have been favoured or anyway at the time at the time all I remember is that if the Irish horse got beaten in the Supreme, you were behind the eight ball for the rest <laughs> yeah, of the meeting. Yeah, yeah, That's the yeah. way it was. Oh, now yeah. we have now we have quality all over the yeah all over the game. I get four days. Of yeah, it I think that was my day. Was that was that the Supreme that you'll never walk alone uh, went off favour for JP's horse? No, like a butterfly was JP's. Maybe maybe it was that. Well, year. I might have been there in ninety eight. Now I'm not hundred percent. Was ninety eight or ninety nine? But I, I, I'll never forget, you know, the pure greenness. Myself and the Sparrow's brother, Fergie, hit off to Bristol with slattery travel. Yeah. And po- coached up for the three days, three days that time. And uh, met. actually, the gas thing about it is where I'd never do that again because Bristol was so far away and so devoid of atmosphere and that kind of thing. We actually met a bunch of great Cork friends that are friends to this day mm. and uh, are still going. And if we don't go, we meet. And there's a lot of them now. Um Went up with Larry Tompkins' bus um, last. Jeez, what? Did they get lost going from Bristol or something? <laughs> <laughs> I know, no, no, no. It's, it's, about, Larry, it's, la- about, it's about 15 minutes further away in Birmingham. I know, yeah, <laughs> but Birmingham be kind of doing our own thing. 
rooms, you know, but this was all a package. You know, you your your flight. They put an bus. egg tag on you as well. Yeah, yeah, all, nearly. You had to be rounded up trying to find fellas. Yeah. They were given about two hours grace after the last race and then the bus took off. Oh many's the night was taxi down to Bristol like uh but guess who like twenty something years on, the lads they go on Larry Tompkins outing every year and switch to a Cork League game and Cork and Galway was on, so they stayed in Ennis. Not a lot of them went on to Salt Hill now last Sunday. They stayed in Innes and got collected on the bus on the way back. But it's great that the pals I've made out of going there and have, have remained pals. Um, and it is, it is, Anthony, it's great to see even today, like, it is an Irish thing. And I see young fellas in the stall now um, to be maybe a generation or two generations behind me because I'm getting to that age now. And they're saving up all year. And they can't wait to make the trip. They're first Cheltenham and... Cheltenham still has that attraction for Irish for Irish fellas in every town in the in the country in every parish in the country, and it's great to see it. And they'll go over and they'll punt their heads off. And I I, I could see it riding. They can you be leaving the prayer ring down the chute, and they mount the faces you would recognise mm. all the way. And and even when you come back down and one to one, like lads hanging over the rail, the amount of people you would see from every part of the country that you might only see once a year. You might not see them again until Cheltenham the following year. I would say. Just like, I think I saw that for the last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We shout nice like as if he was your best friend, but I mean, you yeah. think it's incredible. Yeah, it is, yeah. that just draw. It is unique. It is. It's like it's like it's like Christmas Eve in lots of ways, isn't it? You know, just, well, there's you know, a great story again about two fellas in the stall, Baba Door. Baba and Mucky Grimes. There's some amount of characters in that list. <laughs> <story, laughs> I tell you, between yourself and Billy Kane, I tell, I tell you, <laughs> the two boys were going to their first Cheltenham, and they'd saved up all year. Um, Baba door. Baba works in Castell and <laughs> Abbey Field, and Mucky works. Mucky works down the Kerry Co-op. So the, the, the two hardworking fellas, and they saved up all year to go to Cheltenham. But the thing was, they were only getting in for one day's racing. But we had a house rent. We rent a house in Charlton Kings, myself and Berkey Brown. And they were staying with us on the floor. That was grand. And they arrived over and they arrived to the door that morning. It was the Wednesday. They were going racing the Wednesday and they were going back on Thursday morning. And they arrived at the door in their best suit and their best tie, best shirt and polished up for the races and just they were going to have the breakfast and going up to the track. And Berkey Brown says, I have a job for you. You're going nowhere. And the boys just, what? How do you mean we're going nowhere? I have a job for you. The house we rented, there was a fella he worked for the gas, the local gas company. So what does Berkey do? But he appears with two, two boiler suits. And he says to the boys, put them on. You're not going racing. How do you mean we're not going racing? He wanted them to go around Cheltenham Town with readies. There was a job on in Huntingdon. The late Patsy Burnlaw, to mercy yeah. them, had a horse with John Joe O'Neill, And it was a job. And he wanted the boys to go around all the betting shops, whatever there is, 16 or 20 betting shops. And they had about eight grand each in readies. And the idea was, Berkey's idea was that because they were in boiler suits, they were workers and they wouldn't get questioned when they'd go in <laughs> under the radar. But this, to cut a long story short, the boys had arrived over for their day out in Cheltenham. I think Baba got on about 6,300. Moki got on seven and a half grand or something. The horse was back from eight to one or ten to one into five to two. Um, his name will come to me now. Did it win though? Did it win? <laughs> it got up in the line. 
there was great celebrations but the boys never got to race in Cheltenham but they got some touch didn't get home to Saturday like <laughs> they got some touch and that's Black Stairs Black Stairs Synergy or something was the horse's name John Jorneil trained it and, and Huntington. Patsy's two nephews and Willem, I, Willem and Noel and owned it in Huntington it was a big job and you know what I tell you yeah. a good one as well we one of the first or second years we went course went off the rails it was you'll never walk alone was if JP's in the ring lads and we and and you'll never walk alone was toured in a dry I think I think best mate might have been in the race second yeah. second yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, no pa- it Paul will go in yeah. 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 So, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that didn't get a great reception in for me I can tell you and Tuesday went bad and Wednesday we went chasing and that went bad yeah. and we had no money to have a bet on the bumper on the Wednesday and uh, we were hanging around myself and Lockie eating a chicken and chips out of a carton and then we met a few lads from East Clare that we hurled against from Scarif and they came over and says lads job on Kieran Fallon owns a horse it's in the bumper in Huntington I said come on we've nothing to lose what have you in your pocket keeping your drinking money aside yeah. up she came at six to one and like God I don't think we drank anything on champagne for yeah. the rest of the evening. Back really. in the dance floor. Oh, <laughs> rhythm is a dancer, Pat. I tell you, for, for the night. Yeah. Thursday we, was looked after. Like. Yeah. We were back in the boat. And we were flying yeah. home Thursday night, back to Cork anyway. Uh, but it is gas, and it's, it's a, well, it's not an Irish thing. It's a human nature thing. You can work hard for a hundred euro a day or a thousand euro a day. But if you win 50 or 60 or 150 or 160 quid off a bookmaker, it's the sweetest money. It is. That that you'll have in your in your hand, you know, and Jeez, that mentality. No, there's no tax on it. Yeah, it's yours. All of it. Yeah, yeah. The system. You'd only get him to pay him constantly by a check. If it was yeah. nice, you could. <laughs> <laughs> I take a check there. It's only four hundred quid. I take a check. <laughs> the way we're going in the world, anyway. But it's gas, John. You must you must um, find like even when you were riding, but the way stories go around and rumors, and you you would go to the, especially Cheltenham, and you meet fell in the street or you meet him at the hotel or you meet him at the shop or whatever you hear what Ruby said this 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 is you know working down working the house down or this is no Ruby said Ruby's Ruby said like do you know what <laughs> fellas do obviously make it up because I know this man all my life he'll tell you nothing <laughs> even his own wife Gillian wouldn't know you know so when I hear uh, Ruby said or John Joe said or Paul so any said any of those jockeys or, uh, you could kind of say he said and then that'll be uh, you know his gas, they, they, they I used to go on a Sunday like before the crowd would go so no one would hear what Ruby said <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean you wouldn't be at the meeting anyway yeah. and you'd hear so yeah. you heard you said this or yeah, yeah and I, I, on that Ruby like my uh, uh, my nap going in 2005 with two more mates of mine that hurled at the club was missed that in the bumper and we literally also lost our shirt Tuesday and all day Wednesday and up up oh, how you got up I'll never know there's two of us oh, you got fair lucky oh god Jesus yeah. Did we, and it was, it was the gathering gloom it was a bad old evening and it was getting dark as it does for the bumper anyway and it, at times and Jesus we went away and bought three of those English kind of tough countrymen's hats and we walked back into town all full of the joys of the world with what we were after collecting like so and we had dockets from home as well so everything was sorted for the rest of the week again and usually like the bumper was a good touch like to win it like you get a good even in the dark and the gloom and the place be half empty you get a good old cheer or whatever oh, we, we stayed to cheer you in yeah. <laughs> the year I won on a Briar Hill 25 to 1 yeah I'd say I got a better cheer on a wet Thursday in Tortoise yeah yeah it was the just price, incredible yeah yeah, yeah. And can you, but, Ruby, diff- different for you this year, obviously, you'll be flat out working uh, TV and stuff, but can could you enjoy, like, I mean, how many years did you ride there? 22? 
Yeah, uh, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, you might go down to the, to the owners and trainers and have a glass of champagne with connections if you'd rather a big winner and a glass of wine with your dinner or something. But you pretend... Because they were long days. Cheltenham are long days. There's 40-minute intervals between the races. You're there in the morning right now. They're long days. Yeah. I used to be wrecked. Go home and go to bed. Like, you wouldn't even be out. Like you know, The lads would be going out or friends would be going out and they'd be this pub and that pub. But I'd just be three sheets to the wind. It changed. For jockeys, it changed. And it was Mackay... McCoy, how far can you go back now, Pat? Just on uh, my first was uh, ninety-nine or two thousand. No, uh, yeah, ninety-nine. No, sorry, eighteen, eighty-nine or ninety. Well, I was going to say. Jesus, yeah. I was decades, Tommy, they're looking at each other. Yeah, eighty-nine <laughs> or ninety. <laughs> 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 so it was ninety. So uh, Garrison Savannah won the Gold Cup. Nineteen ninety, that was my yeah. Um, but I remember McCoy and and then the greatest came along. Um, we were, there was a three-day meeting at the time we were in the Queens in East Garston, yeah. just outside Lamborn. Yeah. And we were out for dinner, um, staying with Williamson there, he had a house. And I remember having dinner one night and Charlie Duck was there and there was about eight or ten jockeys and they were all riding. And Mackay came out with a spake and he said, if I don't ride a winner tomorrow, he says, I'm just not going to get up Friday morning or whatever. And the boys kind of looked at him and that was his mentality. He was ahead with the mentality and they were riding a winner at the Cheltenham Festival. Mm. He was the first one. And I think he, he, he brought it up and fellas started looking at him saying, yeah, do you know what? We have to ride a winner at Cheltenham. You have to. And then along came this fella and he brought a new level. And the whole thing changed. You don't see jockeys drinking at night time anymore because it is so serious now. And, well, they could be tested as well, of course. But it is now in their psyche, Cheltenham, ride a winner. If, if you don't ride a winner in Cheltenham, you're not going places. And it was Mackay and Welsh brought that to that level. Yeah, it's such a unique game that way, Ruby. Like if I, you know, if I win a big game, and even though the GA has gone a bit fucking like that now as well, like Jesus, even even a few of the Clare boys went out on Sunday night. They're into the league, the top of the group, into the league semi-final, not playing for three weeks. And Flannan's won the Harty Cup, which is the Munster Colleges, and uh, a few of them are teachers and. Brian said, go out and enjoy yourselves. We'll, we'll go hard now for the next two weeks and we'll get ready for the semi-final. And social media, like, Monday evening had, yeah. you know, just shocking stuff, like, really. But when I think back to my time, like... Yeah, but even the other time, they talked like, you want to be human. Like, mm. we would go out on the Friday night in Cheltenham and our Thursday night, then it became Friday night. And we'd give it a good run. I mean, at the end of the day, all sports people, the Clare Hurlers, jockeys, whoever they are, Dublin footballers, you're human. Yeah. What is, like if you're going to play this and enjoy it now the biggest week of the year if you can't celebrate it what's the point in doing it? Absolutely. You're entitled to a, re- a release at the end of it if you're, you're building up for so long to it you know, you're, you're entitled to have a go and I, I often wonder like when I saw it with, with the rugby lads I often wonder like with the way the GA has gone in particular and it's almost like taboo how could you? How, mm. Why are you not training the next day? Like if one release and a day off or two days off nearly makes things more productive mm-hmm. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer in that. Don't worry. <laughs> to be preaching to converted me. Tommy, when you first went over, like, was it? Were you working straight no. away, or you just? It's the exact opposite to being a jockey. The first year I was um, when I was a race into racing since a very very young kid, and I was living in a part of Dublin where there wouldn't have been much racing. So I just loved horse racing. I'm not sure why. I think um, my parents enjoyed a small bet and that sort of stuff. But the first time I was really excited about going to Shetland was '99, and uh, we arrived over on the Monday, and we stayed and we stayed with a, a young couple. They, they were they were renting out rooms in a house with three of us staying there, and we arrived over in Cardiff. Went to the Royal Oak, I think it was the Irish Oak or the Royal Oak in Cheltenham, and we drank for the day. <laughs> I mean, we drank for the day. We we had our bags with us the whole lot. We went back to the house. They were, <laughs> back to the house we were staying in, handed in the bags. Uh, this this woman had 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 a dinner made for us, lovely, whatever it was. I, I couldn't taste it anyway. Straight back out again, and I swear to God, by the time I got to Cheltenham the following day, the Tuesday, my first time in the place, I've died for it. I could hardly stand out. <laughs> I was exhausted. I never realised there's so many bloody hills in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I walked in and out to the parade ring a couple of times, and like you know, Anthony, uh, the Mandarin Bar was it was a oh, <laughs> place I spent a fair bit of time that week. And Leo Harvey laying yeah. the bits. I slept, uh, I sorry, actually, Leo, if I've hung you to try, to try, now you owe the tax man a lot of money from that. <laughs> of course, you never went past the fiver, Leo, if you're listening. Um, yeah, another year, I tell you, I, I had a bad experience. One of the last years I was there, it was Joe Chambers, as you know him well, Ruby, uh, Rich Richie's right-hand man. Fellow Claire man. Yeah, Claire Rush man. Um, and uh, it was Joe's 28th birthday. And um, so he's a good few of them. He had, I, he's on 20 I thought he's 30 and I just checked it with him last night my 28 I said Jesus we're stuck on 28 for a good few years Joe but, but uh, the lad, we arrived good and early anyway on the Tuesday and I was doing Tuesday and Wednesday we were staying in Birmingham myself and just one mate of mine Stephen Sheedy um, and so Johnny Callan was with him um, and Johnny said we better get a drop of champagne for Chambers his birthday and uh, so this pink champagne arrived out and, and the mandarin and because I, I can't really drink champagne. Like, I wasn't brought up with it or anything like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was drinking it like old bad lager that you get over there. Like, Colomini said, and the way he fit And of course, uh, I enjoyed the Supreme Novices. I saw the Arkle, but I was in a taxi back to Birmingham for the Champion Arkle. <laughs> and I had five hours sleep by the time Sheeto got back to Birmingham. And a fresh as a daisy, and he well canoodled. Well, I said, come on <laughs> it's only 8 o'clock oh stop it we'll do it to you wonder if you just fell in with the wrong crowd or go the wrong way or it's ah we're in Shelton and we're on our holidays you know it's yeah. just it's, it's it sounds like Royal Ascot yeah well yeah. <laughs> gone wrong I love Royal Ascot so do I yeah, I Royal Ascot socially I like I enjoy yeah. Royal Ascot for that reasons but um, yeah. I can't just imagine Cheltenham being that way even for me this year no, I see you're working, and he. I'd be the same as him. It's I. I actually don't have a drink at all. Um, next week, um, once I leave, I leave the stall Monday morning and get back. Please God, Friday night I won't have a drink because it's a. It's so big. It's our busiest week, and, um, all your contracts, all your clients are looking for pictures, and you. I. You can't do it with a with a bad head. And Tommy is right. There's so much walking in the place. Yeah, I. I was going last year. I got a fall and tore and broken and broken metatarsal in my foot. And I was thinking, like, how am I going to get around Chatham now? And this, I was riding. It was grand once you were riding, but walking is, is the sorting. So I got a bike. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I was thinking this year, like, I was looking up bike shops in, in Chatham the other day, see if I could hire a bike for the week. Just yeah. even cycle in and out, yeah. down to the different things you have to do. Like, it's just a camel hike to walk around the place. You, you, you rang me uh, last year to do, do a piece on the Monday. And... Uh, Whatever, anyway, I could hardly hear you. There was a bit of a buzz in the press room on the Monday. He, uh, you said, where are you? 
I said, I'm out in the press room. He said, come down to me. I'm in the parade ring in a minute. I went down. And <laughs> I saw this vision. I thought it was Lance Armstrong. <laughs> so I cycling around the parade <laughs> ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I got one for next week. Yeah. <laughs> Best thing of all. Yeah, yeah. And where would you, where would you stay? Would you take a house in the we town? We used to take a house in, um, uh, not in the town, um, in the car park. There was a holiday village, or a holiday... The hunting boats. Hunting boats. There was loads of holiday cottages. But as time moved on, the Hanks has let them... On lo- most of them are now on long-term lets. So there's yeah. only three of them on short-term lets. So we got turfed out. Obviously, Gordon Elliott was paying more than the rest of us, so he got the one that was left. And um, we got turfed out, but I actually got one just at the back of the stable yard on the other side. But I stay as close as possible to the track. And I used to stay a lot with AP when I was in England, but I couldn't bring myself to stay with him during Cheltenham purely because of traffic. Traffic just wrecks mm-hmm. my head, having to factor in two hours or three hours for traffic going in and coming out so I used to stay within walking distance as close as I could yeah it's um, it's guess like the whole difference of when you were there first time yeah. when did you start working there then I, I, I can't even remember I, I've, I've I, I worked with the Evening Echo before I ever started with the examiner and I went over but I can't even remember to be honest about it, it, it I always found it's, it's, it takes a lot of the enjoyment out of it. You still celebrate it, and, and we're lucky over in the, pre- the press room has the, probably the best viewing area in the entire entirety of Cheltenham. It's brilliant, isn't it, Pat? It is a good You've spot, been there, yeah, It's superb. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. You're on the winning line. Yeah, but it's yeah. just, like you said, I, I, I might have two drinks on Friday night. By the time I get back to the hotel on Friday night, because I fly out on Saturday, but before that, you couldn't. There's no. just too much to do. And everything now, Anthony, is instant. Like, like from a reports point of view, yeah, or yeah. my point, tw- Twitter, or... Uh, the examiner ringing me saying uh, uh, they could ring at 10 to 11 listen we're going to we're going to push the button here have you got a picture of Tommy Lyons and Ruby Welsh well, they're fair you know, and, and, right. but you know it's, and everything is instant because they're they well organised and there's no point me saying uh, I, I'm in the Golden Valley Hotel having a pint lads I'm off yeah. you're not you're never off Yeah, you're not off anymore that's the world we live in. What's that now, Pat? The Golden Valley. That's, the, that's where I stayed, actually. That's, yeah, well, that's a no. It's it was a Tissel for a while. Is, is it something else now? Tis, is that the one outside yeah. the motorway? Yeah. 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 Up the, up the sure, why would be in Birmingham? Yeah. It's a great meeting up spot. I remember one but of the first years But that was the place. It was that was the Golden there. Valley, yeah. yeah. We yeah. stayed up in Witchcombe with, with Johnny Callanan and a few of these Wexford mates. Yeah. Two of us were able to bunk in and that was the spot to go back to. I remember meeting English and Michael Dignan and... A few fellas like that. There were Niall Quinn was with them. Yeah, it's great, great the Golden Valley, there, the Golden Valley Hotel had the best game of pitch and toss in Ireland and England during Shetland Week. List all by Eric Brown. <laughs> it was Eric Brown and Michael Tabor. Um, Mike, what was Tab- Mr. Tabor's horse? Uh, Royal Derby. Royal Derby. Yeah. yeah. So you're going back ninety four, are you? Ninety. Oh, yeah. 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 It was ninety four. Yeah, but that would be. Yeah. Nice, yeah. And um, of course. They were up in JP's box at, at Cheltenham and um, the party carried on and they all ended up back in the Golden Valley and uh, Michael Tabor and Eric went to war and it was, uh, you know, a pitch and toss close to the wall yeah. and it was a grand <laughs> and it ended up with five grand. No, it wasn't, Eric wasn't paying the five grand but there was fellas had a piece of it. <laughs> it was... So it was like the stock exchange. I was going to say, no, it's more like being yeah. at the course and everyone had a piece of it, like, against yeah, one fella. Yeah, that was it. And there was no mobile phones, but I'd love to have had a camera in my hand that night. It was some picture now, Eric Brown and Michael Tabor going to war with pitch and toss. Oh, yeah, I, I'd nearly, yeah. i tell you, a, a fair one now, and you mentioned him earlier, and you, you called him Christy Welsh, Christy Walsh. I was calling <laughs> him, like, you know, with the pub, and what's it, the drop The in? well. The well, the Christy's well. the well. Yeah, the stall, um, yeah, and we got to meet Christy over there one year, and then we'd met him a couple of times, and... Uh, one night uh, we were down a few quid and we wound up in the Queens for some reason. He must have been staying there 
and we got taxis out there and it was great crack and I just Fergie locked him with me who was a right fit, fitter than me a couple of years younger than me and uh, he was a right lad to run and he's still number one in Clare and squash and he's 48 years of age now um, but um, he took on Christy jumping tables and chairs and you'd want to see the money that was exchanged, lads. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, it was a table, like a coffee table with chairs on top of that. And you had a good Getting run across the stage to get over it. Uh, it was like the puissance at the Dublin Horse Show. Yeah, yeah. And like, lads, like, I, I was thinking of doing a book on it. like, But then I decided, oh, Jesus, you lose your, your short here. So they were having bets with each other. The Clare Flair, the Kerry Fella, and Lockie looked a fair bit fitter than Christy now. But... He wasn't getting over it, and I had to go into him, take him into behind the curtains on the stage, and say, Have a little "Picture yourself getting over it, kid. We need this. We're down. This We're is down. for the county. We're down. Like, this is for the village. We're down. Like, me county." I says, "That Kerry Crow going to bear us here, like, but well, the madness of the place, like, and, and another quickie, and I, I'll, I'll finish with stories on the place of this. The last year I was there, nine of us took two apartments. How we got them, we paid a good bit for them in the city centre, and there was this little English pub across the road from us, and we arrived on the Monday night they had a pool table and you know the Monday night can be a bit funny over there and we went into town had a bit of crack and we played a few games of pool but then all awake early with the excitement Tuesday morning so the nine of us across to the pub and we had the old bacon sandwich and, and, and a pint with it and we started playing pool but the next thing anyway someone uh, knocked up this tournament doubles someone set out and there was four teams and uh, playoff version two semi-finals and a final and of course by the time it was the best of three by the time the final came around anyway the Supreme Novice is over <laughs> yeah well no we were still we were still we, I'd say we were tight but we were the, the pub had filled up though and lots of Irish lots of English in there anyway but before the final anyway I decided I'd launch, launch into Oran Naveen and lads the, and it was only for the eight of us for the crack like well there was lads from Derry Donegal <laughs> Galway stood to attention completely as if it was the All-Ireland final in Croker and we just well, I, I started laughing in the middle of the national anthem with the, with the effect we were having on the the absolute camaraderie of the Irish over there yeah. like we were, we were going to show them it's where just two English lads we were meeting in the final of this this five or a man pool tournament the absolute madness of the week it's, it's great yeah but it, it is great it's, you're going and anything kind of goes, and, and yeah. that's the way of it, I suppose. But there was even the poker games back then. They were of legend, but great um, names that back in the day, and the cash to be on the table in the Golden Valley, and you see the mountain of cash, and fellas playing for. They were playing for 20, 30, 40 grand, and they stayed there all day. They, never, they saw no racing, but oh. they went over because they knew that you were going to be there and I was going to be there. And, yeah, it's different like, times it's like going to Clamel as Ruben yeah, mentioned the coursing, the coursing uh, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and lads call it telecoursing they go yeah. down for the three days and they don't see a dog yeah. you know <laughs> um, I suppose lads we, yeah we could tell yarns about the thing for the day Tommy uh, <laughs> you haven't revealed too much there I've revealed too much um, but anyway look at uh, I, I would be the first to admit when I went there I enjoyed it anyway and uh, if I get back there someday I mightn't be as fit, fit as I should be to enjoy it but um, it is it is a massive race and week as well, I suppose. And, you know, I'd have to pick your brains, lads, because, uh, you know, I'm a bit removed now from... I have a few old fancies down the line. But um, just to look at, you know, the championship races, maybe in a few of the other the novices and that kind of thing, and, and, and the handicaps, I suppose everyone... I think a lot of the small punters li- like the handicaps, don't they? Uh, they usually lose their shirt. We we often ran a bus out to my pub in West Clare, out to Marty Brown's on, on the Friday, and, and we go a third each on the book. 
and we'd have two lads that'd stay reasonably sober and were good at maths at school doing the book and you could be called to the toilet literally at eight o'clock that night and they're still betting on Wolverhampton and uh, there's your share and it'd be substantial like all, all you'd be doing is uh, serving porter for a while and then coming out behind the counter and drinking porter for a while and you know amazing uh, how lads are so caught up in the handicaps but then of course if you click you're probably getting a big price but, I hope uh, your sister gets a good chance to listen to all these <laughs> but they do but that's it people they do they've caught up they and do. people do run away with themselves like, uh, Pat I have a mate that have, will have a bet on every one of the 28 but, yeah, races and he might never bet again till no no he's, very, he's disciplined in most things like, but like it makes me laugh and, and the, the newspapers go mad on it the, 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 the red tops as they call them it's the only meeting now in, in the racing industry it's wall to wall coverage but all you, the newspapers send colour reporters like you're, you're, you're doing the racing but they send a colour reporter and it's but you, you still encourage anybody to go if they haven't experienced it. Just oh, go, yeah, go exactly. there. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. That's phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. If you never saw a horse in your life, oh, yeah, it makes the no buzz. difference. Makes no yeah. difference. But there yeah. is something for everybody in it, too. Mm. Now, it's obviously not a place for kids, but it is. there is something like it. Sure, there's a shopping village there. There's about 500 shops. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is. Women, will, ladies will enjoy it. There's a great ladies' day uh, on the Wednesday, isn't it? Wednesday's Thur- ladies' day. Thursday, Thursday is it? Yeah, and the shops we pay a lot of attention to. It's home. Betty shops. <laughs> Five hundred shops in that shopping village. In the village, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever got beyond the solid structures? Any of the, perm- the yes. temporary structures in Cheltenham? No. We were down to the Guinness Village one year. I thought it was a bit too crowded. All these Englishmen thinking poor Guinness was good Guinness, yeah. and I decided, nah, <laughs> go back, go up. back to the manager bar where it was good yeah. Guinness. <laughs> Uh, it's just comfortable there and we, we could slip out the side door and down to cheer you in when you were coming in and you know you're coming in on the fly sorry for disturbing you magic no ah, magic <laughs> magic magic they're, they're brilliant moments like you know and Which it takes so long people at home I suppose the TVs might go to an ad and you're coming back and you're nearly in but oh you'd have a pint drank by the time yeah, you get back down though, yeah. yeah you would yeah, 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 the anticipation yeah. and all yeah. that is brilliant does it take that long? Eight, about 8 minutes I think isn't it? But when you have the interview done That's with the rate at, of drinking at, at, now. <laughs> at the top of the hill, sir. Yeah. I think um, by the time you have the interview done and by the time you walk back into the parade ring, someone said, is it eight minutes? It could be. It's funny, I never thought of it that way. Like, And then again, you're right, because back in and whatever interviews you'd have to do, go back in and weigh in, weigh out for your next one, presentation. Yeah, you'd be tight to get to the ring for yeah. the next race. So, yeah. And especially, I, I, I always notice with you, because you you what did you write fifty fifty nine of them fifty nine in fairness like, but like the last few years I noticed with you, you used to breathe it in because you, you realize well I'm not going to be doing this for the rest of my life, and I would see you after after taking a photo after the top of the hill and I would see you, you'd walk down and you were always looking into the crowd always, and like after you'd say well done to the groom or whoever it was but. He used to take it in because, and, and you were right. This is an incredible sight. Because you're going over this year. Yeah. You're going over this year and you're just like, do you know what I mean? You're, you're the rest Joe of us. working, you're working. <laughs> welcome, you welcome to life. Yeah. Yeah, how will you deal with that rule? Uh, you know, it's like uh, the first year I finished with Clare, 202, thinking, ah, the good years are over anyway. And next thing they were in the Iron Final at the end of the year. Like well, I never thought the good years were over, but I was over. It had finished for me, but release it as a strong hand. But, I walked away from Paul Nichols knowing he had good horses and they were going to be winners that I was going to leave behind but nothing lasts forever and to be honest since I retired the only horse I wanted to be up on was Faheen but I wanted to be on him 
from when he pulled up in Leperstown as he walked back into the parade ring I didn't want to be up on his back when he was heading down the back straight jumping the fences I was finished with riding I'm mm-hmm. well and truly happy that I decided not to do it anymore yeah. Yeah. And and once you once you're happy and it, was, it doesn't matter to you it was, it was made for me yeah. I was punching in time at the end yeah, what yeah. moments do you remember best? Cheltenham oh Comanche definitely yeah. winning when dad trained him and I, and I led him up Alexander Banquet obviously we were winning blowing wind then because or Alexander Banker won in 98 but blowing wind didn't win until 2002 and that was my next winner then I was that riding for Paul Lazerti up won the arc mm. uh, and after that then the the good one the big ones I remember, if I sat here and like I could recall every race and how I rode them mm-hmm. if you so wished but it, you know what I mean there's no need like masterminded going, jumping the water jumping the champion chase getting to the front thinking I'm going to be in front too soon but realising at that stage everything else was beaten mm. it was really like riding a walkover um, Carter obviously in the Gold Cup Big Bucks Cree Vega Annie Power Hurricane Fly Faheen <laughs> Vatour <laughs> Duvan Undersoul like, They were incredible horses like. yeah. Yeah. Incredible horses. Like, There was different days You got a better kick out of Than others I got a huge kick today Alfaroff Hurricane Fly And Hurricane And Cree Vega one mm. I was back from injury You know Paul had been riding Hurricane Fly And Plenty of people And plenty of My now colleagues Your colleagues Always were doubting whether Willie should have put me on Hurricane Fly and they were chipping and digging and always digging and Willie decided to put me on him and Paul put me back on Alfaroff and when the three of them won I remember getting off thinking <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and I got a great kick that day and even the day then that the Thursday they'd all gotten beaten Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday yeah. and like yeah. whilst no one had the balls to say to you like or what's wrong with the horses mm. or your riding stink you could get the vibe of everybody that Willie's horses were sick and Sharubi is doing this and to go out on the tours today and ride a four-timer you get satisfaction be keen one right sure yeah exactly yeah. but go back there with all the success and 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 all the big names Jesus when you were listing them off like that like it's a who's who of big names but if you could ride one that got away again oh Comanche caught in the Gold Cup Against best mate. Yeah. Why? All day, every day. I missed made the wrong decision. Go on, tell us. Down the hill to the third last, and um, Seymour Business was in front. Can't remember what had gone along on the pace with him. It was starting, looks like trouble. was starting to drop off, and Jim was down the inner on best mate. Jim Cullard, he jumped the third last, looks like trouble was starting to fade, and Jim slips through on looks like trouble's inner. And Joe Tizard went forward and over to the railing, so I had to come around looks like trouble. And as I was coming to best mate, I was thinking, will I sit and put him in the pocket or will I keep going? I was getting a bit of momentum on Comanche Court and I was thinking, it's all split seconds. I'd won an Irish National. The only doubt in best mate was the trip. So I kept going. Got up on the outside to see more business off the bend, down to the second last, gone to the front. Comanche half pricked his ears and made a bit of a mistake. But in doing so, I drifted right and saw the Jill Tizard and let best mate sail straight through on the, the inside. <coughs> And then a bit slow at the last, could beat a length and a half. If I tactically had just sat, got to Joe Tizard's boot, pushed him tight to the rail, kept Jim Cullerty in the pocket, mm. there was more than a length and a half in the manoeuvre I made. And that was one that that was one I should have won. And as a jockey, at that stage of your career, to where to when you finished, do you develop more as a jockey mentally? Oh, because physically you're more or less the same, but mentally. Have, did you come on 
a couple of pounds physically Joe because of injury I probably wasn't as stylish when I was finishing as I was when I was starting yeah but I didn't have the same rotation in my shoulders I didn't you know my hips I broke one dislocated the other day you know there was a lot of work to keep them all moving but but the question I'm saying tactically I was way sharper you're right obviously finishing up yeah yeah. so if that race happened five more years into your career you probably would have made the right decision without doubt yeah now that's experience, but and hindsight's a poor man's foresight. But it was still a tactical call, and it was one I thought about as I was making it. I just chose the wrong one. What did your father say to you when you came in? He didn't say He was delighted with the horse that ran so well. But I'd say he realised, like I had, it was a Gold Cup. The chances were I might get on another Gold Cup horse. The chances of him finding another Gold Cup yeah. horse were slim. Now, he could still come across a Gold Cup horse. But the one certainty is I won't ride it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that would have been special, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one I was. And sure. would you feel? I know that's and that's a tactical thing, rule. But you know what happened with Annie and Benny? Like, just happened. Horses fall. Do you feel worse after those than one you say, "God, I got that wrong"? No, they fell. That's yeah. not something you can control. If I rode either of them back down to that hurdle right now, run very I'd same. ride them down the same way. Yeah, that's how you ride tactically. Any power took off. The stride too early, but I didn't ask her to take off. I was I was the opposite. I was sat against her, not wanting her to take off. She took off and didn't quite get high enough. Now if she she could do the same thing another fifty times, and all she needed was another couple of millimeters in elevation, and she'd have got there. But she didn't get the elevation when she took off, and I still don't know how Benny did you felt. Well, that's funny you say that because I actually um I backed Roxana without Benny last year and I saw Benny take off and looked away to see where Roxana was because I was sure you were over the last and it was all over. So I actually saw it taking off and going, yeah, that's that's one. Mm-hmm. Looked away and next thing I couldn't, I couldn't, there was a, you know, the crowd going, oh, a big fucking, yeah. and you were down the ground. I couldn't believe it. Like, absolutely. Even looking back at it. And I'd say she got caught out because she was an eight-year-old. She jumped so many jumps in her life. I'd say she never made a mistake in her life. Mm. I'd say she didn't know how to react to it. She tripped and didn't know how to put out her feet. That's all that happened to her. But that's an adamant approach. Like you were talking about like a butterfly there. He fell at the last in the Supreme going to beat like a butterfly. That happens. But how many did you ride down there mm. that you hurdled at the last and rode down like it wasn't there that won? Yeah. But yeah. you must mentally then to pick yourself up, say, uh, any power the first day that year, like mentally. And now the world we live in with social media and the, you you get abused by anonymous, uh, anonymous people and... Yeah, but you get up, Pat, and you go to the environments... That you're comfortable in, yeah. Yeah. So I got up. I had won the Supreme, the Arkham, and the Champion Hurdle. So I went for dinner with Willie. Right. Self, Willie, David, uh, Jackie, Gillian, uh, James Nash, the usual gang. We went for dinner. Like, we'd had a treble. Yeah, he'd still won the Mayor's Hurdle, Glenn's Melody had won, but Mm. we went for dinner, and then... Those couple of hours you get yourself back in a good Wednesday. place. Gotta go again. Go again. It's all about yeah. Wednesday. And then no win on Wednesday, but tour one Thursday. Yeah. I ended up writing five winners. I can't remember what the fifth one was, but you just gotta go again. Mm-hmm. But sure, surely the moments where they were singing <coughs> Ruby, 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 like, I mean, the few hairs I had were standing like that on my, on my head. Like, it must have been f- sensational for you out there. Like, ah, it is. And it is incredible. Like, you turn back on different horses, especially. Mm. And, and even when a couple of times when you, you know, you'd ridden one or two and you got on a roll. And you knew the whole place was following, punting was mm, following yeah. you. And a couple of years I rode seven winners. Every time you rode the seventh one, like yeah. they were lifting the roof. Yeah, I never them. experienced anything like it in, in all the race courses I go to around the world. It's to, to, to the tune to this, who sang the song? Kaiser Chiefs. Kaiser yeah. Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, like, it's actually, it was like the Kaiser Chiefs were, were in the stand in Cheltenham 
singing Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. <laughs> and your man is just looking up, smiling. And it, it was unbelievable. And, and that's what makes it so sad that the people who, who will, will come up with conspiracy theories about Andy Power and Benny the Jew will, will have such a voice or, well, well, their opinion gets so far yeah. this, these days. Because if, if you were there at Cheltenham for the last 10 years, you don't remember Andy Power, Benny the Jew, because you remember what, what happened, the real highlights. Like, I mean, I, mean I, I said it to you that time. I think I interviewed you, for example, at the time yeah. about that Ruby, 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 that time pat it was just yeah. f- for me alone and imagine, I can only I can't imagine what it was like for you incredible incredible yeah. like and you. unlike unlike Jay had losing the North Kerry final <laughs> win it in your case <laughs> you know where you, you know racing so instant and as you say so like you might have to come back and go up and ride in the, uh, the Midlands last national is the day after On Saturday yeah. you know like there's no time is there no. there was just no time to wallow till you get older then you decide that you know what yeah <laughs> You talksters just not for me. <laughs> yeah, believe that AP. When you are that age, <laughs> hey lads, and it's like the Liverpool soccer team at the minute that that winter break. That, that, yeah, that that was the killing of them boys. <laughs> They're down off the bus. The wheels like, are falling off the bike. It's going to be. A, he he spe- hates Liverpool anyway, but it's going to be a more I'm spectacular crash than Liverpool like, than Newcastle. I'm it's like it's like a jockey riding winners, and you want to roll onto your talkster, and you want to come back for Limerick on the <laughs> Sunday. And you're hoping Ballinrobe is on Monday and you'll go to Sligo because you're riding winners every day. Yeah, I'd be in Cheltenham like in four days wouldn't be enough and you'd be looking yeah. around to wear them and there would be lads with their bag packed before racing to start on Friday. Mm. That couldn't wait for you to talk on Saturday to get the hell out of Cheltenham. Yeah. They'd be having that bad a week. They'd want to change. Yeah. And you see it in Galway. There'd be lads in Galway by Friday that would want to be Anywhere else, bar yeah. going back to Galway to be so, having that. So, would you be in favour this five day Cheltenham rubes they're all talking mm. about? Now I'm finished riding, I think it'll happen commer- uh, different in a business sense. And Pat, I tell you, from being involved in running the race course, and Cheltenham is jockey club race courses. There's 14 race course, more, whatever many race courses they have. But Cheltenham is the the lifeline, the earner. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. keeping the rest of them. And you need Exeter and you need Warwick and you need Carlisle and you need all those other courses as feeder tracks to Cheltenham. But Cheltenham is propping them up financially. So if it has to be a fifth day festival to keep it all going, the only thing I would hope Cheltenham would do is limit it at 30 races. Okay, so spread okay. out the races. F- five, six will be 30. There's going to be a 29th race next year anyway. And there's something about eliminating one. That's only the creation of one more race. I would be for that. But I don't know is Saturday the answer. I think maybe Monday could be the answer. I think Saturday, when you look at Cheltenham and racing was so quick to do it, to go from midweek to weekend. You see it, Pat, with mm-hmm. the Kerry National in Lestol. It is centre of attention mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday. When you run on a Saturday, you're lost in Ireland with all the GA that's on or whatever else is on. Yeah. You keep going midweek, you're avoiding all of them. And sports columnists have very little to write about in the middle of the week. I see it now doing a radio show. When you get to Wednesday, by Jez, you're scraping around looking for something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you have the weekend sport, is packed, I suppose we better have a quick look at a few races, lads. <laughs> we have to. Really? Terrible yeah, looking at them. You probably bore. I, I watched the one from the goat last night, as I said earlier. And, you know, it just was all who'll win this, who'll win that. And it's it's hard, isn't it? So many. I but you know what? And that's what drives me mad now about the previous. Don't tell me what'll win. Yeah. No, these days you can, you can, a bit of information what won't win. That's as good to you. Because of that, <laughs> that machine, the Betfair. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. like, I hear fellas arguing uh, their opinions over why this horse will win, why that. I just love someone to stand that's, up and say, That's, that's grand, Pat. This won't win. That's grand, Pat. But I still write out for Willie Mullins. And if I'm to stand up and say, That won't win. I'm not talking about you now. I can't do that. I mean, and you're not, <laughs> looking, like, uh, for, you're not looking for the one that won't win. Huh? 
My well, life looking for the Wonder Woman. It's as good to me as telling me Wonder will be. <laughs> yeah, but you're on about the likes of a Tommy kind of studying farm and saying he can't yeah. see on the ground and around Cheltenham that he would. He, yeah, it's like, lay. yeah, the likes of the, Ar- the Arkle. I'd be mad keen to take on Notebook. He's favourite, but it's just the preliminaries might get to him. They did a bit at Leperstown. Maybe it's overplayed. I'm sure Henry will do whatever he can. But like, I'd be mad keen to take him on. Mm-hmm. The big race of sleds, have we? They look open. I, I would have thought, compared to other years, especially the big two, I suppose, um, with the hurdle and, and starting with the hurdle, I suppose, it just looks looks very weak Irish-wise, doesn't it? I, I suppose, like, look, Keela Should Benny have gone there, Ruby? No, she's not a two-miter, not related to a two-miter. Uh, never has been. And even her walk at home, the further she goes, the better she is. You could argue maybe the stairs hurdle, if you wanted to. To me, you never look a gift horse in the mouth. And I think she's mare's hurdle written all over. And really will look at her and he will think Benny the Jew, Cheltenham, Punchestown and Altai. He's looking at three days, not one. Yeah. You're looking at one day. Or people are looking at one day, not you. So you're accusing you of it. People are looking mm. at one day. Oh, we want the matchup with, 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 with Paisley Park. That matchup might happen in Punchestown. Willie's looking at the longevity of it rather than throwing him, throwing him in on one day. So... That's why she runs in the mayor's hurdle and herself and Honeysuckle will be a great clash. But I think the champion hurdle is wide open. But I do think Nikki's mayor, uh, Nikki Henderson's mayor, Lepetant, she jumped shocking in the mayor's novice hurdle last year. Her jumping has improved considerably this year. I think she'll be hard to beat in that. I saw Barry being interviewed and he just said she didn't handle it at all last year. And I think McFitz had told me that it was his nap of the week and she she just didn't handle the, the, the whole, you know, razzmatazz and I suppose the extra compared to anywhere else. And if you're taking her on, if you want to take her on this year, you can take her on the basis of that maybe she just won't handle it because it's Cheltenham and because it's a big, you know, big Ferrari around it and whatever. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe she'd be absolutely perfect and she'd go and win uh, doing doing handstands. Uh, she wouldn't really be for me. Pentland Hills I'd prefer. I know he's he's a bit, he, his, his, his finishing effort hasn't been great this year. Uh, but he did That's win mild though, isn't it? Yeah, probably is. But he did win a, he did win a triumph hurdle. Um, I don't know. I, fi- I find it a tough race. I wouldn't be like Silas Emery's has been supplemented. We're talking about it because it's their champion hurdle. But like, if you're looking at it from, and even now in my new job or even what Tommy does, like there are far easier races that help people have a bet in than the champion hurdle. I think it's a minefield. Like sure, if Tommy's on about the the Arkle, at least there's three live ones in the Arkle. My mm. preference would be for Fakir Dudari because mm. I think the other two will suit him. I think Shishkin in the first. If you're giving me a blank canvas, he's the one I ride. The champion hurdle. I'd want about five goals now picking the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's a horse in there, t- twelve to one, Darver Star. A year ago, I'd say it was March time. He was beaten off 106, and now he's now he's up, he's he went 45. Now. He's he's nearly down. He's nearly down to to he's fourth favorite, fifth mm-hmm. favorite for a champion. Yeah, hurdle. well, now hang on. He won around Lestol. He won at the Harvest ah, Festival. Well, now that's a quality. He's got it in the book. The Lestol Harvest Festival. He got beaten one of those un- unplays rated or rated maiden hurdles. That just goes show you how far six years yeah. yeah. So would you say it's a poor champion hurdle? I don't know. Can you call it poor? Because last year it was supposed to be a wide open race yet, and we had a brilliant winner who sadly is not back there this year. But if you're looking at Tuesday, then to me, if you said to me here, Ruby, you're back riding. What do you what, what do you want to get on? I'd be going with Shishkin. I'd love to have a go on Fakir Dudari's. The champion hurdle, I couldn't pick the winner of it. The handicap chase never interested me when I was riding. It certainly doesn't interest me now. Then you have the mayor's hurdle. I'd love to be on Benny. And if I could get out an amateur's license when all that was done, I'd ride carefully selected the National Hunt Chase. Yeah, all right. That's, so all the That's day one. That's <laughs> just just, just on, on, on the Supreme, just two quick questions because there was a lot of money the other day for Asterion for Lange, which I thought 
I'm not so sure. Three to one, eleven to four now. And also Berkshire Royal, who hasn't yet run for Willie, is still involved. He's running, yeah. He's running. Um, big ask, big ask. He'll want to be Hurricane Fly to win the champion, to win a supreme, but no run. In my opinion, well, he's not a fool though. Willie's not leaving him in there just for the no, sake of he's it. Not no, but he's point of this right now, Tommy. If I was still first jockey, I'd be riding the grey horse. <laughs> and the, the one I like is Chantry House just for interest it's around about 7-8 to 1 I think it has one around Cheltenham hasn't yet been fully tested I like the way it quickened to win the last day without having too hard a race maybe it's not as proven as Shishkin or maybe as Asteria for Lange but I think it's a serious horse for you working on Tuesday what's mm-hmm. the dream result you're at the top of the hill um, obviously an Irish winner um, uh, all, all, well obviously I was an Irish winner Liam, Liam, my brother Liam works with me. He does the last hurdle. Uh, we cover that. I do the winning line, and now what's a good picture is the jockey celebration shot. People like to see that. You know you, that they stand at the top of the hill and you put your hands up and you get a nice picture with the stands in the background. And but no, I'm looking for Irish winners the whole time, really, because that's what my contracts, that's what my clients are looking for that evening. Um, yeah, but no, um. There's a, a, a Corkman now at the first race, and uh, Joe Donnelly, the ex Cork bookmaker, should it be great if Joe got if one of them won from Sheskin or what's the other horse? You and his first trained one, an English trained one. Yeah, it? it's fairly sporting yeah. of him to let the two of them run in the race, in, in fairness. Yeah. John Joe Walsh used yeah, to train fiddler on the roof, he's, yeah. a, he's a fair horse. Yeah. JP did the same, Chesky and my tent to yours. Yeah. People can often let them take them each other on, it's yeah. Cheltenham, it's. Safety in numbers. Well, yeah, but Joe Donnelly doesn't have a couple of hundred horses, in fairness to him, like he, he could have. He Maybe just ask one of the trainers to maybe put one of them into into the Ballymore, maybe. But yeah, it is good because they are two fantastic. They look really good horses. It may there are about probably five races this year that you really, really, really looking forward to. Look that the Ballymore, the Champion Chase looks absolutely phenomenal. The Mayor's Hurdle to see Honeysuckle taking on Benny the Jew that's that's fantastic. And the Triumph Hurdle I think is going to be one of the races of the week. Yeah, a lot of people looking at a few previews and they're talking about the Triumph being more quality than. Well, they could be champion hurdle horses. Yeah. yeah, but it, and it, it's it's interesting what Ruby said there about Puppy Power and Puppy probably is the the one lad now that has a leg in both camps with his job at the minute. And if Puppy reckons Puppy's not slow now, no, a good judge. And and if, if he thinks that the English novices are the English farmers a bit better than, with the exception of Envoy Allen, yeah, it, it'd be it's some, Puppy it'd be, be riding Goshen in the no, no Jamie Moore ride him. Uh, Moore ride Puppy him. be riding Fiddler on the roof in the. Jenny Tony Mullins was fair he, about this Goshan can't be beaten in the previous yeah hour. that's that's fine but I, I just watched him back the other night like and he's won, winning Ascot jumping out to his right made a few mistakes made a bit sloppy in sand down the day he won I, I think again to me I would put the, the triumph in with the champion hurdle I can't see a bet in it and I would throw the champion chase in there as well anyone at three when the champion chase is over if Alti or Shaq and Bourgeois or Defi the so have won mm. you see, you're going to be say I can see how that happened and the same with the triumph. Yeah. All mankind, solo, Goshen, or Henry's house. Would you be worried about Checkens jumping? That's what no, I've listened to. That's this. his strongest point. Go, there you go, listen to these previews, like, you know, fellas. Would you, would you be any concerned about If he doesn't win it jumping, he won't win it. What about fi- finishing up the hill? I don't know, but I think jumping, and with the way the course is now in Cheltenham, the old course, the two fences in the home straight, you come off the, off the last bend in Cheltenham, it's five, maybe six strides to the second last, mm. and it's a real attacking fence. That'll suit Shaq and Porsois. That And the last is close enough. Like, two jumps there 
could get you just far enough. You're hoping he can steal a length or two mm-hmm. at that point, yeah. yeah. I'd be hoping two and two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, would he want to be two ahead of Altior? The way Altior finishes, you would. Yeah, Altior gets into a battle, he finds a bit. Uh, and the more Nico gets after him, the more he seems to find. I mean, he's starting to remind me of Hurricane Fly. The older Hurricane got, the less flashy he got. But he just had that habit of still winning. Oh, and Altior is doing he, the same thing. He doesn't tend to get away from his fences. He doesn't, like, no, like, not like a champion chaser. He dwells in the air a bit and lands a bit slower, but... Mm-hmm. Just has that habit, Tommy, of putting mm. his nose in front. Where ah, he's goes. class, he's class. And the, the Ryanair, Ruby, um, a lot of talk, Plutard, Henry's. Heard a good one this morning. There's a lad working in Henry's. There's a um, friend of uh, friend of Willie's in this morning. He was walking around the yard and he says, it was in Henry's the other morning. The one the lad says, I asked him what the horse was called. He said, I can't really pronounce it, he says, but it sounds like apple tart. <laughs> <laughs> a Plutard. Uh, I think... And having ridden men a lot throughout his career and had a lot of success on him, I'm not certain about him finishing strong enough in Cheltenham. Mm. And I think for that reason, the Plutar could beat him. Yeah, fr- fried on being the other. Maybe he's the I have to think this year's race is a better race. Better race, too. better, much better race. Apatar would be to me would be a different class. And Min, but I think I think like that. I don't. I wouldn't like to be facing into Min again. I took a chance on him against Shaq and Poursuit Christmas, and I just wasn't mad about him. He never, like he jumps a little bit high. Maybe it'll. He'd be fine around Cheltenham, but he, he just, to me, I don't know, the finishing effort, I, I wasn't mad about it. Okay, we've three of the four uh, sorted. Uh, the, the blue ribbon, Drub, uh, you know, Album. Uh, Album is run, running Tremor again. Yeah, it, 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 for a hurling team, now it would be a weird way to be getting ready for the championship, <laughs> wouldn't it? But that's well, because all those hurling teams and football teams are all overtrained. Well, I, I, I'm coming around at this hour. While I, while I was, Wrong podcast. While I was training at Ruby, uh, while, I was do, while I was in training, I, I agreed with that as well. <laughs> and then for a while, I was, I was that soldier that screwed teams, and I'm beginning to come around to that line of thinking now as well. Oh, yeah. That, you know, you can be doing way, too much. Way too much, though. Um, yeah. But uh, then, yeah, that's for... Album, though. When I'm on the GA podcast with you, we'll have that round. Yeah, um, yeah. But Album has only one Achilles heel, and that is jumping. He gets higher behind than he does in front and that can be an issue Horse, you need, horses need to stay level from in front to behind and he does get high behind that's his only Achilles heel he's a very good horse he's in great form history he doesn't know anything about history um, he's had a great prep and he's going there in wonderful order and he looks through the race I think he's the upper hand on most of the opposition bar Santini and Delta work who he hasn't clashed with yeah. and I don't know are they good enough but maybe they are. And the form of Alboon's Gold Cup has taken a dent. Annabelle Fly was second. Third was... Yeah, Bristol de Moy, wasn't Bristol it? Bristol de Moy. Neither could be classed as real Cheltenham. Can Gold I drag Cups. you back? Okay, can I drag, drag you back two seasons to when you Probably had the unfortunate well, fall? get well beaten. Yeah, at the second last. Yeah. Percy had you locked up. Oh, beat out the gate. Right. If Percy can come back in that form has he not got a life he has a life he definitely has a life and I was talking to um, AP earlier on today and he fancies him but I think two years is a long time in anyone's life let alone a horse's life and in the two years album four has gone in one direction Mm -hmm. and for my money presenting Percy seems to have gone in the other okay yeah, for my mind, for my money, he, I think he's 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 become a horse that has too many excuses. They didn't go soon enough in one race. They went too early in another race. To my mind, he just won't get him home in front. In, in, in and even the form, Delo of his of his Galmai hurdle win last year, the longer that goes on, the weaker that's looking too. So 
I don't know. He'd be a great winner for Pat Kelly. Hang on, we just have Pat on the line now. <laughs> oh, no, no, sorry. Larry, you won't be listening he to PG wouldn't be listening to He certainly wouldn't go talk to me. certainly wouldn't go talk to me anyway. And, and people forget that, you know, Pat is he's a quiet man, but a shrewd man. Mm-hmm. And Pat Kelly, like, might just have had one day in his mind. He could be training him for the Gold Cup. Who knows? Oh well, uh, he, like I wish him luck, but there's no way I could possibly back him or recommend him. But if he won it, I wouldn't be the, I wouldn't be the saddest man in Cheltenham. I fancy Santini. I think I think the preparation last year before Cheltenham wasn't right for him. I think he got maybe maybe it was down to the preparation that he got what I would consider maybe a moderate ride. He you know he didn't make enough use of his stamina. Maybe he couldn't. Maybe but um, I just think he's been prepped for this ideally. He had a wind up before he won the last day. Again, didn't have that harder race. One race in mind. He's either going to win it this year or he's not going to win it at all. And I don't think you get too many chances to win a Gold Cup. Album photo got into a rhythm last year that was phenomenal. And from a long way out, his only danger in the entire race, to my mind, was that was the horse that fell and almost brought him down. And apart from that, he was jumping like I had never seen album photo jump before. He was in a rhythm. And I think I know we might say the form mightn't look brilliant, but he beat him up and down the street. He he had it won from a long way out. You know what I mean? He, he, but my, my worry is, I'm not sure he can get that the shape of the race as well. Is, is what? Is the shape of the race. When you look at it now on paper, I think it's going to be 12, max 13 runners. The front runner is Bristol to my. No native river, like. No native what? river to force it on there, or might bite to force it along. There's a lack of front runners in this year's Gold Cup. You have Ken Boy, don't know, will, you, will I let him make it, or will he, will he go fast enough? I was going to ask you about him, Rob, like he sent you off but in style, and he yeah, was brilliant at the entry. And was he just not a. He went a slow in entry, and punches down a different track on quicker ground. You know, he jumps a bit to his right. But this might go slow as well as Gold Cups. If he gets dictating it, they'll go steady. That won't suit Santini, your album photo. They're well, I, I, I'd be thinking that Santini, surely they'll ride Santini forward. Not not a quick pace, but they'll have him right up there. And in case, and if somebody decides after Furlan they want to go on, and then Nico will sit. But if they don't, if he's allowed to dictate a reasonable pace, and he'll try to wind it up from a mile out rather than trying to go off at a quick pace. That's the way I see it now. I'm not sure. That, look, it all depends on what happens after Furlan, they'll know. Mm, fascinating. It's always... A magic. How long does it take? Five minutes? No, less. A bit longer. Or a bit more. Three eight, and a quarter three miles. Seven and a half, eight. Seven and a half. Eight, God, yeah. I watched yeah. it last year in Charlie Chalk owns the pub there now on Baggett Street. Um, alongside the Waterloo. What's it? I wasn't even having a pint now, but the place was rocking <laughs> yeah. with the Petty Powers next door. And the, the just, uh, you know. That, that's a funny one. Like, I've never been at home for Cheltenham you hear the stories and you come home well we were here the place was full and the oh, air was full unreal. did it ever cross your mind Cash yeah, it's, it's the odd time Ari, when I'd be driving back on the Friday night you'd be tired and you're a bit you know what I mean it's, it's all over the bubble is burst and I do often think do you know what I'd love to be in Jets now or yeah. in, in, the, in Mike oh, the Pies or Speakeasy in Killarney and do you know what I mean a few pubs it's, around in it well, no listen I'm like you I know, I'm not going to be going to Cheltenham all my life and every year I go to Cheltenham now I look into the stands and I breathe it in and breathe it out because we're lucky to be there we're paid to be there how lucky are we it's like I said there's people in the stall the boys in the stall I meet them in, in Mike the Pies or Jets they're saving up all year round yeah, mm. I'm yeah. paid to be there. It's great, it's fantastic and it won't last forever. But that's why I'll breathe it in and breathe it out. As long as we keep getting away with the cash. Exactly, Ruby. <laughs> yeah, I was, exactly. I was in a pub that, that filled up later when when Vitor gave you that amazing ride, Rubes, in, in the, the JLT. And it was the one bet I had in Cheltenham. By God, was I disciplined that year, lads? I wasn't over there. <laughs> wasn't drinking sauce. First race of the day. First pint in front of me, and I had a nice bet and. Uh, God, I, I think I jumped, I jumped every right fence in. with yourself and Votour. You, you could him yourself. <laughs> yeah, sit up there and relax for yourself, kid. <laughs> yeah. He probably said back to you at the start, did he? Oh, he was 
So he was just an incredible horse, an incredible mm-hmm. jumper. And mm-hmm. Would he have won a Gold Cup? He might have. Mm. He might have. Would he have won a Gold I think he would have. I think he was as good a race horse I rode. Um, I'd say there's every chance he would have, yeah. I loved him. I loved him. I know, but sure. I know. That's, that's racing, isn't it? Yeah, that's it racing. There's the novices, and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to go through every novice race now. We'd be here all night. We're going to overtime as it is. Um, what jumps out at you, Tommy? Um, Fakir Dudari. I got a little bit outpaced last year in the Supreme, but he was only a four year old. Um, he he will have his ground on the first day. There's going to be some degree of soft. You know, I think it's long odds on that it'll be precisely soft as they're calling it. I know Ruby's going to tell us that it has dried a bit, hasn't it? Oh, it has. I was there last yeah. week walking it. I think it'll be good soft. They're getting plenty of rain today now, and they're due plenty of rain up to Monday. Loads of rain up to Monday. So. Well, if I if I got plenty of rain up until Tuesday, I'd be quite happy to have a yeah. good bet on Fakir Dudari the first day, and maybe sit in my hands for a while after that. Enjoy the enjoy the rest of the day. Well, if he wins, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I yeah, I think Fakir is the obvious one in the Arkell. I know the weight's against him, but I just think the way the race could be run could suit him. We said Shishkin. I think Envoy Allen's. It. I'd love, if I was going there to ride him, mm. I'd be thinking, thank God I've won ace in the pack anyway. <laughs> uh, that's the way I'd be looking at him. That's a good race, a Sporting John, and you have the big getaway, the big race with Gravy. I think the Ballymore. Yeah, yeah. There's no chance he'll go in the first race, the Supreme. He's two to one. This he's good. No, he's going out eight to one. Is no, he? Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, that's yeah. He's after yeah. drifting big time. That's the two and a half hour drive to Cork from West Clare. But it's <laughs> easier. <laughs> to be easier to go across <laughs> the ferry to you. Yeah, we could have had this in list all, but we were spanking new. Any more novices, Les? You know, do you, do you Alfred Bartlett and uh, I think the Alfred Bartlett. You yeah, said the triumph rule. You wouldn't go near it this year. I wouldn't for a bet. I think it's just it's too competitive. And I would, if I was going to have a bet, then I'd probably back a wave of the sea each way. I think he'd be staying on whenever else is run its race. And the Alfred Bartlett, funny race. Maybe Ramsey to tie your pipes because it'll stay going longer than the rest of them. But it's hard to say he's a genuine Grade One horse. But mm. maybe you don't need to be a genuine Grade One horse to win an Alfred Bartlett at the times and. You know, even in some of the handicaps, I think a front view, if he gets into the Martin Pipe, if it's all going pear shaped there, like it has done for a couple of years for you, Dela. Yeah. I think the last race <laughs> and the last day. Well, usually get out. So tell the, that's it, the last race, the last day, I might get out for you, this fella. Two questions before you wrap up, John. Um, people would love to know Willie this year only runs one in the Cheltenham bumper, is that right? Three. Oh, he's going to run three because the people are always saying when, they, when you don't know that you have a good one, you run five or six. Is that true? Or are you giving every every owner well, and every horse the a last chance? time we ran uh, five, were the first, second, fourth, fifth, and sixth? Mm. Right, Re- relegate. Was that yeah, the year? we might yeah. not know which the best one is. Right, but there were five good ones. So uh, I so say you've a fair idea this year, do you? That, that I think appreciate is the best of them. Yeah. The man's a very good horse too, Fernie Hollow. But is he has he the mentality for it? That's fairly questionable. And people, you need that, Pat. People don't give horses enough credit for it. Like, you look at all those Irish horses, they're going to go two days before they run, spend two nights in a strange stable, with racing on all around them for two days. They have to mentally be able to take it. They're used to running in front of maybe three or 4,000 people if they've ran the Dublin Racing Festival, maybe 11. For younger horses, they're going to be fired into a place with 70,000 people, noise, mm-hmm. atmosphere. The horses have to take that too. Mm-hmm. So I think appreciated has the mentality in the bumper to take. And that. the other question I think people would love to know: the horse that won a market raise in Panic Attack. Yeah. Why? Why? Why is that horse sold out of Willie Mullins's and it's the now one of the favourites for the to sell it And I think obviously Martin Pipes, the owner, had more poke than any of Willie's wanted to pay for. 
Could you see it winning the bumper? I don't think so. No, there you go. That's enough. So yeah. Jeez, I appreciate it's a gorgeous stand for horse too, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's a horse for chasing down. It's yeah, absolutely yeah. gorgeous horse. I love it's him. A, yeah, it's one that not just for this year. But the handicap says the lads who want to get a, you know, to have the fiver each way at thirty trees and twenty five. Love the way he says the lads. <laughs> the lads has been harboring at the handicaps here <laughs> for half an hour. That's all I can afford this year is the fiver each way, at thirty but, trees. But I think this, the story is Anthony's telling all the, his WhatsApp group is all his watering holes. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not the stories. Interesting I, one, Ruby. You might know a bit about the horse Canardier. Never run for Willie yet. No, but I look, I happened to watch him last year in entry. I was sitting in the wear room and Barry, I was sitting beside Barry and Barry went out to ride him. And I was just watching him because I'd been sitting beside Barry for the five minutes beforehand. I thought he gave him a brilliant ride. I thought he arrived to win and ended up finishing third. And I remember thinking, that hasn't a pound in hand. And he's at the same mark. I don't think he's well enough handicapped. Willie Mullins might find He'll a pound. He'll be in the Albert Bartlett, will he? No, he's in the Coral Cup. Coral in the Coral Cup. Um, I just, it wouldn't be for me, but. Mm. That's just what I watched uh, of Willies and handicaps. You know, they put six pounds into Franco de Port, but I'd say he could be an improving type if he was throwing the Coral Cup. And in the Martin Pipe, at five o'clock, even at top weight, uh, five o'clock in the front view, they were first and second in Torless. I think the, uh, the front view was Joseph's. Yeah. That'd be two I picked out. Any few, Tommy? Handicap lots? Um, I think the horse that'll run well will be Alpha Mix of, of uh, Gavin Cromwell's. I think it's going to run the Coral Cup. I think that's a, a fair horse. He got beaten the last day, but it, it's still improved form. I like the horse quite a bit, Alpha Mix. I think there's a change of ownership too, is that right? Going to run the colours. Mm-hmm. Mm. Great stuff, boys. Uh, we're nearly up to an hour and a half. Uh, we, could, we could go again if we were to go back to stories about... <laughs> jumping chairs and tables in the Queen's Hotel and drinking pink champagne when we're not used to it or not reared at it but uh, pleasure to have you uh, Tommy Pat and, and the King the greatest, uh, yeah, the greatest. Uh, enjoy it and uh, I know it'll be a funny one for you but as you said you, you, you've completely come to terms with it so I think that's a, that's a lovely place to be but uh, I'll be watching you on the TV anyway and uh, I'll, I'll be having a listen to this again to see do you, you produce the winners for us uh, but uh, you're thanks supposed, you're supposed to leak this now and it's not getting beat Harry <laughs> <laughs> can cut yeah yeah bear bear the the corona gets us uh we'll be we'll be going ahead so thanks a million folks for listening hope you had a bit of crack out of it and uh enjoy it on on your train journeys and on your car journeys home and uh maybe traveling over a few people flying into stanstead or something heading no, down they're supposed heading to be down. reading the monday preview <laughs> <laughs> this is as good great stuff okay guys thanks anthony cheers thanks, anthony. Anthony. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.